So that's that's the basic gist of it, man. If there's anything you want us to cut out for whatever reason, just let us know. We'll go ahead and cut it out. Other than that, say whatever you want. Dave and I don't care. <laughs> I'll try not to drop any curse words or anything. Not that I cuss. Oh, feel free. Feel free. <laughs> it's, all, it's all great. Unless you do not want to. But before anything, I just gotta I just gotta give a special thanks to my my good friend Sarah Minnick, because um, she was the whole reason that you guys were able to um, get in contact with me and me in contact with y'all and this whole podcast happening in the first place. So, yeah, Sarah, yeah, thank you. Sarah was super fun. <laughs> she was super fun. I really enjoyed talking with her. It was good times. Yeah. So Secondly. I guess that's as good as time as any. Uh, to toss it in there, ladies and gentlemen, this is Preview with a Prior, where Dave and I speculate about upcoming episodes of Better Call Saul, often incorrectly, and that is not at all how we usually do the opening. So, Dave, how do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate that, Brian. It's funny, because I had a I, whole I, thing that I was going to say if you introduced me like normal, like the Saul Goodman introduction, Uh huh. completely yeah. forgetting that we do pre with the Preview with a Prior totally differently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But this is well, my this is we, the first podcast recording with the new setup. I got Pro Tools 12, the newest version now, and I'm running my nice, phone nice. through a DI box into one of our Neve clone preamps, so it should sound probably about the same. That sounds I, awesome. I wish I knew what all that was. I mean, I know Pro Tools because I got musician friends to use that, but I don't know the other stuff. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. locked me after Pro Tools. <laughs> What what I understood in that was uh, he has a telephone. That's <laughs> that's what I got out of <laughs> out of all that. But ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening right now, sorry Brandon <laughs> to cut you off. We do that all the time as well. We have uh, with us on the phone Brandon Hampton who plays Ernesto on Better Call Saul. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on our uh, crappy little podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't call it crappy. We would. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We we love having folks from the show on, and it's uh, kind of funny. We actually uh, did the call about ten minutes late because right as you, right as I was expecting you to call, my wife got home from work and wanted me to move my car, which means in Chicago that means go park three blocks away so she can have my spot. <laughs> so, as, tough. Yeah, so I like drove three blocks, ran all the way home, and when you called the first time, I was just coming in the back gate. That's why I had to call back. So thank you for being patient with us and allowing me to call you back. Ah, uh, no problem. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> exactly. So, Brandon, let me ask you uh, a very important question to start things off. Um, Hold On by Wilson Phillips. The best karaoke song of the 90s or the best karaoke song ever? Um, the best karaoke song of I don't know. No, <laughs> because unfortunately I haven't heard it, so I'm sorry uh, no! for everybody out there who's like this. This interview is over. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Anymore. I can't even believe this anymore. I'm probably won't get hired again because I don't know that. But <laughs> uh, Brian, everybody knows that girls just want to have fun is the best karaoke song of all time. Oh. Oh, yeah. What, you know that one, Brandon? <laughs> I know girls just want to have fun. Well, I just don't know that the hook part. Girls just want to have fun. Whatever, however it goes. But. Pretty much. Exactly. You got it. All right. So, yeah, just silliness out of the way. Uh, in, in all seriousness, um, so you play Ernesto on Better Call Saul. 
What is it like being relatively new to this craft and working with all these veterans that have just been acting for years and years and years? What is it like being on the set with them? Well, you know, I've kind of been pursuing this since 2003, busting, you know, my butt ass, um, trying to get to the, the spot and booking roles and then... You know, they, the role's getting cut and not making it to the final point. But um, I think Better Call Saul has by far been the greatest thing that has happened to my career. I feel like Aaron Paul, like right now, um, <laughs> just because it, it's really, it's been a blessing, you know, working with Peter, working with Vince, um, working with Bob, Michael McKeon. Um, it's, it's been just, I'm, I'm, I'm like, after every episode that I'm like going to Twitter, like seeing what people, you know, post. And I'm like, I, I've never been able to do that before. And I got a, you know, somebody who tweeted about Ernesto. I'm like, wow. <laughs> you know, I this thought, is insane, you know, I, I thought you were going to say that <laughs> um, you felt like Aaron Paul, cause you were supposed to get killed off at the end of the first season. They kept you around. Well, you know, when I first, when I first auditioned for the role, it was just, you know, a crowning in the mail room. I didn't have a name or anything, you know, and then they gave us names, Bert and Ernie. And I thought it was just (laughs) that one line in that one, you know, celebratory scene of Jimmy, you know, becoming Albuquerque's newest attorney. And I thought that was going to be it. And then all of a sudden, you know, I got brought back again and then season two happened and they brought me back again. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then everybody's around me. Dude, do you know? Do you know how big this show is? (laughs) You know, if you don't, then you need to go sit and watch Breaking Bad and watch every episode, you know, and, and see, you know, how big it is. And, you know, I was just like, wow. And then to see all the tweets and everybody saying, Oh, Oh my gosh, Jonathan, he looked just like Gus's son. And all oh, that's 1000% <laughs> Gus's son. What's Ernesto's, you know, last name, even last night, somebody put a tweet up and it was like, it, it was probably far fetched, but it'd be really cool. If his last name is Fring, And I'm like, I don't know anything. I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I could say. That's a theory that I never occurred to me. That's for sure. But I like um, it. Yeah. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty good though. That's a good, that's a good, uh, See, that's the kind of thing I wish I would have thought of. That, that's pretty good, but apparently <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> so, um, so when you know you started off as like you said, like that that bit part. And pardon me if I don't use the the proper terminology. I find out all the time when I speak to folks in the business. I have no clue what I'm talking about, so I apologize. If you know, like, how did it feel going from uh, you know somebody that was just kind of in the background in that first scene to now you're, you're reoccurring, you're in more and more episodes. How does that feel? See, I like to think that I've I've worked so hard. And I remember my first job um, that I booked, um, it was on In Plain Sight. And I booked the line and everything. And then I got on set and it was like, oh, yeah, background's over here. You know, I'm like, <laughs> but I booked the part. I'm like, oh, 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 okay. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Uh, you know, so... I thought it was. I thought it was. It was. It was awesome. Just because Breaking Bad, I auditioned. I don't know how many times. I was like, man, like I'm just, you know. And I went to callbacks, and 
Um, I had a call back for Tyrus Kitt on uh, Breaking Bad, and I didn't get it because I was too young, and I was just crushed. And um, and it was just, you know, I, I was like, well, you know, whatever's meant to be, it'll happen. And then I auditioned and uh, went to the callback session with uh, Colin Buxy and, and then booked the part. And I was just, I, I, I didn't care. They could have called me background. You could call me whatever you want, but <laughs> I made it into the show finally. Um, and I just thought it was just great. And I was like, I'm happy I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm going to do the best that I can. And then at the end of the day, you know, that's the work's done. And then to get called back again, I was just, I was, uh, it was. You felt validated, right? Like, it was like, yeah, man, like, that's just great. It's like, what? finally, it all paid yeah. off. Thank you. <laughs> are, are you from Albuquerque originally? No, I'm from a little city called Houston in Texas. Uh, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard of it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's very small. There's uh so do, you don't have to tell me where you live now but but currently you're not you're not a resident of Albuquerque correct? No, I live up um in Santa Fe, New Mexico. However, in well, I leave tomorrow for LA for a couple of days, and then I move to LA officially two weeks after. Oh, nice. Gotcha. So. Because yeah. I I hear uh, I haven't been there, and it, I mean it seems kind of obvious that a lot of the locations and stuff where they shoot at have become like parts of tours, and uh, you know like parts of walking tours and and tourist destinations. Are you ever tempted just to go stand outside any of those locations, <laughs> like in, in costume, just to see if anybody uh, like picks up on that or wants to take a picture with you? Because I totally would. No, no. Um, I know um, the Sandoval's. I know they they um they have the RV and they do tours and everything to all the locations. But it's it's never occurred to me. Um, I know Combo, the guy who played Combo in um, Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. You know he does he does he did the tours back in the past. But it's never really just. I'm kind of like. I'm like an extra extrovert, but an introvert at the same time. So I like to just remain mysterious. And then people be like, Hey, don't I recognize you? Someone, do we go to school together or something? And I'm like, no, I'm not from here. <laughs> and I'm like that, you know, and they're like, Hmm, you look familiar. Years like, no, years and years ago when, when Jim Carrey was like the biggest thing in the world, they had like an MTV special and, uh, he would like drive around and then run into like a small convenience store and he would run in and scream, oh, my God, it's Jim Carrey, and then wait just long enough for people to take a look at him, and then he'd run out the door. And if I had any sort of notoriety, I would be doing that, like, every weekend just to amuse <laughs> myself. <laughs> that that would be fun. Um, I was um, just until recently, I, I quit my job because just life and, and everything, but I was a barista at Starbucks, and so I was, when I Tell people I'm an actor, and it's like, oh, so you do background, you've done, you know, some stuff, you know, what, what, can we see you in anything? And then when I tell them better call Saul, I'm like, oh, shoot, oh my gosh, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, dude, dude, before you stop working here, can you like get your autograph stuff? Because, you know, it won't be all cool and, and everything, but, you know. Well, I would. 
I would imagine a lot of a lot of baristas though are kind of act like actors, <laughs> like people who are looking to break in into acting. And, and you you did it, man. Like you made it happen. So you're like you're like the alpha barista. Uh, I wasn't barista for too long. I mean, a lot of people they're going to school for film. I went to school for filmmaking. Um, they're going for filmmaking or graphic design or you know, or to be a barista. You know, they just want to pursue the road of coffee. And hey, I drink <laughs> coffee every day, so I'm like, huh. Um, is is Michael McKean as intense in person as he comes off on screen? Because I see him as somebody who, uh, I, I feel like he'd be the kind of person, like, even if he was being jolly and jovial, that he would still be kind of, like, intense to be around. No, Michael, he is absolutely lovely. Um, every time I've worked with Michael, very professional. Um, he's he's He takes his craft very seriously. Um, and he's a music man. I'm the, you know, I'm kind of old school. I grew up with, you know, all of my family members, you know, pretty much old. And so I remember seeing Sam Cooke and the shuttle van and he was nice. like, Oh, have you ever heard, uh, Jesus gave me water? And I, and then he played it and he's, he's totally, you know, a dude. He's, he's a man. And it's just funny because I, you know, I, <sighs> To be an actor, you know, they're like, you need to watch this and you got to watch these movies and everything. But I kind of just try to, you know, stay away because I don't want to feel like I'm copying or anything like that. And um, I can't remember what I was watching. I think it was Scandal or, yeah, I think it was Scandal. And then right after Scandal went off, um, Coneheads came on and I was like, there's Michael! Oh my God! (laughs) You know, and uh, it, it was just... He's he's great. I, I love working with Michael, and you know I have a stunt double um, to drive the car because I can't drive a manual transmission. Everybody's like, "Dude, you're not a man until you know how to drive <laughs> manual transmission." Um, don't, don't feel bad. Yeah, but you don't. You, I didn't yeah. learn until I was in my mid mid to late twenties. Yeah. And also, uh, a couple things. One, I still don't know how. Like, if you cut your leg off, I could probably get you to the hospital, but I'm not going to take you to the store to get groceries. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like. but also, being able to say, uh, no, I don't drive a manual transmission car. I have a stuntman who drives a manual transmission car for me. That is way cooler than knowing how to drive a manual transmission car. I mean, it, I, I guess if if you put it that way, it's cool. But then you know they get to drive around with Michael sitting in the passenger seat, and I'm just like on the other side, jumping into the seat. You know. Well, you don't have to tell everybody that part. You just say, "I, I have a stunt man who does the driving for me," and just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Let him fill in the blank. Yeah, but it's okay because I'm learning how to drive manual transmission, so that I don't have to go through that. And, I can get all of my camera time because I kind of, you know, tend to be a little jealous. Yeah. Just remember when you're on the highway, if you shift to R, that's for really fast. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> From right. five to R. <laughs> gotcha. What? Well, um, uh, Better Call Saul was picked up for a season three. Um, are Are you gonna come back for season three, or do you even know yet? You know, honestly, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm like praying, but I can't just be like, "Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be back for sure." You know, everybody wants to know about Ernesto. You know, um, 
I'm just glad I was there to help, you know, carry along the story in whatever sense and whatever they have planned for season three. If, you know, Ernesto is there, you know, to carry the story on, or, you know, then great. If not, then I, it's still been like, it's been the best thing that, that's happened to my career and everything that I've done, you know, even with all of the films, you know, I remember um, booking Independence Day 2 and they were like, yeah, you should do Independence Day 2. Uh, you should do that. You know, it was a conflict because I had, I was supposed to be filming on Saul the same day and I was just like, I'm, I'm going to do Saul. You know, I, 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 if it comes to it, you know, I will do Saul and, and I, I just, I, I owe them you know, everything because way cool. So are you in independence day too? If I make the cut, he does things. You just never know. You know, if you make the cut, then you're mm-hmm. there and you go to the movie theaters and you're like, Oh, that's where I should have been. And- <laughs> <laughs> Is this the same, uh, production team as the first one? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I, I'm like kicking stuff around. Just... Oh, I thought that was Brian because he's always making noise. <laughs> I'm always knocking shit over. <laughs> no, I'm thinking it's like a like a normal thing. Like people get into these like patterns. Like when they're on the phone, they get up and they like walk around and they, like pick stuff up and they're like, oh, let me do this. And you know, they put the iron in the refrigerator or something. It's just <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> I've never put my iron in the refrigerator, but from time to time, I'll like put my phone in there. Like just forget random ass shit. <laughs> Before we let you go, uh, thank you so much for calling, but I, I got to ask you, because everybody has uh, kind of a fun story. Uh, what was your audition process like uh, to get on Better Call Saul? Um, I went to the audition, and I originally auditioned for the role of Bert, um, season one, episode eight. Um, and Kira, she's amazing. She's like, hey, Brandon, you mind going out and, you know, looking over this role and then coming back in. So I went out, learned the lines, came back in, we taped it. And then I had a call back for it. And it it was just, it was magical. The whole experience was magical. I went in, auditioned, Colin Buxy was in there. And, uh, and I just knew like right after the audition, you know, he's like, oh, really great job. Uh, I just knew I, I got the part. And I just, it was like, man, finally, after all of those auditions, Breaking Bad, you know, I finally got the part. And, oh. and it was just, it was, it was so, it was, it was perfect. And then it was like, you have those, uh, those glasses that you're wearing. Keep those glasses, you know? <laughs> and then I was yeah, like, wow, good. I get so that's that's your glasses, not costumes. No, these are my actual glasses that I wear prescribed. Interesting. So I guess that's a spoiler alert. If I was doing, like, oh, <laughs> Easter egg. Well, that's good. That's you you get Easter to bring egg. a little, yeah, you get to bring a little bit of yourself into the role. Makes me look a little bit more like Gustavo. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're his son, right? <laughs> What's Ernesto's last name? <laughs> Yeah, that's what everybody wants to know. I, I, I'm like, I don't know. You know, if it pans out that it's freeing, great. You know, somebody posting, I've never heard a black guy named Ernesto. Really? <laughs> and he's like, because he's not just black. He's Chilean, too. Duh. And I'm like, uh, we'll see. 
Well, my, well we're my gonna do prediction, the best. what I hope happens is since there's a vacancy with Kim leaving, that um, Ernesto and uh, Brenda vie for the – no, wait, Brenda's a, the receptionist. She wouldn't be in line for that. So Ernesto gets the job. How's that? Takes Kim's place. I had this whole thing They're where Ernesto and Brenda, and Brenda would come down and do a cage match for the job at the end, but Brenda's not a lawyer. <laughs> oh, God, I love Sarah. I mean, I, I, I would think if, if, if it comes to us, then we both get the job, you know, and we're both there. Um, you know, or Kim steals Ernesto and Brenda comes with. Well, you know, there's a split. There's, you know, you know, McGill. And Wexler, you know, mm. not just whole one thing. So maybe they can have both. You know, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I honestly think that Omar, I, I, for some reason, I think Jimmy's going to take Omar with him over to his private practice. That's my that, that may, That's a good theory to have. I, I like Omar. He's great. And he helped move his Coca Kelly, you know, Coca Bolo guess, you know. And <laughs> yeah. I'm saying Coca Kelly because I'm in New Mexico and it's like Coca Kelly's everywhere. What is What's that? Coca Kelly? It's like this. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's like this man who's playing like this flute, and he's got like these dreadlock things sticking out of his head. I, you know, I don't. I don't know. Sounds like a hit. Dad, well, whoever he is, he's no Zamfir. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm probably the only person on the phone call or even listening that gets that joke. <laughs> Sim fear. Well, people Sam. probably hate me because they'd be like, you've been in New Mexico for five years and you don't know what a cocktail is. Go shoot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Brandon, absolutely awesome uh, to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on our little podcast. See, you said you were nervous, man. You did just fine. We we are very, very chill, dude. We're so I, chill. I just had to say... And, you know, y'all are chill, but before I went out to dinner and I, well, it was supposed to be for happy hour, but we missed the happy hour and I had two Moscow mules and then <laughs> came home and had a glass of wine because I was just like, ah! you know, but no, um, I'm, I'm glad you all had me on and thank you so much for inviting me on yeah. the podcast. We're um, like spiders. We're more nervous than you are. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. We're more afraid of you than you are of us. <laughs> it's like, uh, like, like you're, 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 the, see, Ernesto, you're the successful one. We're the dorks with computers and microphones. You're the one doing something with your life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Brian just called you by your character's name. That's how professional we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, we can be on a first name basis, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. That's, maybe that's how good his acting is, Dave. Is that I often I often uh, confuse art for reality. You ever think about that? I do now. The man has a stunt driver who drives him around in a stick shift car. Dave, do, don't mess with Brandon. Okay. <laughs> it's actually my twin. My twin Brayden. He does it for me. <laughs> that's awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on again. Do you have a Twitter or a website that you want to, uh, uh, well, I guess that you want to plug for everybody? Upcoming, upcoming projects or anything? Yeah. Too? Upcoming that's, projects. That's exciting. I'm going to get some followers. <laughs> yeah, but we hope so. We hope so. Uh, okay. The Twitter handle um, is at Brandon K. Hampton. All together. Well, of course, it's Twitter. I feel <laughs> Trying to learn the Twitter thing is it's weird. It's like I post one tweet and you know get a retweet or a like, 
And and then I post another tweet and get absolutely nothing. And they're all like, well, screw you. <laughs> you just won't tweet anymore. And so I Snapchat because it's gone in the day. No one ever sees it again. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what. Here, this is how you're going to get some. You're going to get some followers. Okay, you ready? All right, here we go. So the first two people that listen to Preview with the Prior and follow Brandon Twitter. Uh, and could prove it. So I don't know if you got to do like a screenshot, but either way, first two people, yeah, screenshot uh, (laughs) that you follow in Brandon, I will send you, the first two people, I will send you a Breaking Bad t-shirt. And that way you'll get at least two followers Uh, from us. Okay, so what if I create a Twitter account and follow myself? Do I still get a Breaking Bad t-shirt? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to go through that effort? I I get a Breaking Bad t-shirt, yeah. Because I want a shirt. I remember the last, the one with uh, with Sarah. You guys were talking about how you get them all the time, and you got so many of them. So no, like, we don't get them all the time. One. They sent one box. <laughs> oh, one box. Well, Brian was giving okay. the impression that like we have all these shirts that he has to like. They're they're so inconvenient to him, but yeah, it's a, yeah. Well, as of now, it's a one time deal, and I think we're getting low. Yeah, we are. We we've given out a lot of them, <laughs> and we are getting pretty low. But but I'm totally going to use the ones that we have left over at at the bottom of the stack to uh, bribe at least a couple people to follow you on Twitter. Okay, okay, okay. I won't create a fake Twitter, and uh, I'll, how about this? Since Brian handles the shirts, and I have nothing to do with it, I'm going to go ahead and say that if we get another shipment of shirts. We're going to send one to you. Brian, you know, it's, absolutely. It's fine. You, we'll save it for those, the people who really want one. I was fortunate <laughs> enough, season one. I don't have a Breaking Bad, but I got a Better Call Saul hoodie that I got sent to me as a gift um, for the University of American Samoa. So I'm, you know, I'm happy with that. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> That's, wait, is there really an, a University of American Samoa? I don't think it's real. I looked it up. I don't, I don't. <sighs> think it's a real university, but I could be wrong. Man, well, that'd be great. It shortens <laughs> to you ass. That's awesome. You know, I know the thing is to find real businesses in real locations. So maybe it is real. Maybe I was just looking at the wrong site or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, Brandon, I am going to let you go, my friend. Thank you so much for hanging out with us this evening. So first two people, make sure to follow Brandon on Twitter, make him feel super important and give him a couple followers and make sure to check us out Monday after episode nine. Holy cow. Episode nine of Better Call Saul. It's all good, man. We'll be up and live as the credits start to roll. Make sure to check us out on the Nothing Important Podcast at nothingimportantpodcast.com. Brandon, thank you so much. Thank you, guys, and uh, stay tuned for 209.